depends upon a mattress. M one eight hundred M A T T R E S. Leave off the last S for savings. Did you ever get that ad as a kid, or was that like a New York local ad? That feels local. I mean, we had our fair saving. We had our fair mm-hmm. share of mattress savings ads. I'm trying to think of yeah. Like- what was 800? 800, 588, Empire. Empire today. today. I feel like that's like housing installation. I think it's, yeah, I think like it's like rug cleaning. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hell Week, the podcast where we discuss and celebrate all things children's theater. I'm Jacob Kaplan. I'm Jay Carlo, and today we really are celebrating and discussing, and don't you forget it, I just, I wanted to hearken back to our first episode. I know some of our longtime listeners, it's probably hard to remember all the way back in early March, now it's late March, um, but I just thought I would remind everyone of some of the ground rules here as we as we go on this journey to uh, Once Upon a Mattress at Roselle High School in the year of our Lord 2015. So again, I just wanted to say, and I think everyone listening can agree, that it is the bravest and scariest thing to be a child and get up onto a stage and when you do that, you are an icon and a legend, and we are here, as we say, to celebrate and to discuss. We do not say children's names. We do not do any of that. Also important to note, this show happened in 2015. We're still not going to say these children's names, but they are full-blown adults now, our age and older, and have looked some of them up, and some of them are just doing adult things, so that's great for them. Um, Again, when we are critiquing the show, most of the time we're critiquing adult direction, we're critiquing just the concept of the show, especially for this show, which kind of sucks ass. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's really, it's coming from a place of love and anything other than that, especially if you, you know, don't, don't go to the YouTube video of these, don't do anything, don't comment on anything in real life about these kids. Yeah. <laughs> Now that we've established the rules of play, let's get to the <laughs> musical du jour, which yes. Jake, want to take us away? I do want to take us away. It's Once Upon a Mattress, uh, which I am the only one who has any personal connection to it because I think this is your first time seeing it. So upon watching it, I, re- I, had, I realized I had a faint <laughs> recollection of, you know, okay. There's a chance I've seen this show like eight times, but I have, right. but it's so, I, yeah. it's, it's one of those shows where like you could see it zero times or 10 times and have the exact same. And get the same. same. Right. Right. I was in it and I don't remember it. So like, this is, yeah, not a good show. I, I definitely, I, I remember watching the movie at some point because I remember Tracy okay. Ullman. Uh, I remember yes. Tracy Ullman's performance, and I remembered that. But but other than that, and then I told my mom that that's this is the one we we're doing this week, and she yeah. kept screaming the line about "You swam the moat." So she clearly you knew swam it. the moat. Yeah, okay, that is an iconic line, um, and it not in this show, but it is an iconic line. Uh, so my my quick personal connection with the show before we get into the history of the show, which I have some interesting facts really about this show. I can't. I really I, can't wait for this. 
Oh, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna love this. So first of all, Once Upon a Mattress, again, it has a weirdly special place in my heart, but not one that I remembered until literally I had to like think back to it. So I don't know how special it actually is or could be, but I, in, I think third or fourth grade, the high school did Once Upon a Mattress. So I was in third or fourth grade, the high school did it. So again, this is a Broadway show to me. At, in our, yeah, in our third grade, they put flyers in our cubbies that was like, on Thursday night, there's gonna be a like kids only pajama party production of Once Upon a Mattress. So all the kids in town could go and wear their like pajamas because it's sort of on theme. It's like a princess and the pea retelling. So like pajamas are kind of on theme. So obviously me and my friends go and we're in our little PJs. We're cozy in the theater and I had a grand old time. Um, Didn't remember the plot. It did not stick with me because then in high school, my junior year, I was in it. Uh, and I, but it was so funny too, cause the songs would come on and I'd like start singing the like alto parts and I'd be like, oh, so I do remember this, but like not well, not well enough. Um, but it, it was so like no one in our whole, oops, no one in our school, like no one in our theater program liked the show. We all were like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like the show sucks ass. The seniors were so sad that this was their senior show. Like. And if you watch this this production, you will see similar emotions among the students. I feel like yeah. between this and Music Man, something that I've been learning watching these shows is like, if you give, like, it really hinges on giving kids a show that they're excited about. Exactly, because if, yeah. Because it is so rare that you would get, like, a school would get a bad show and the kids would still be excited about it. Like, these... Right. You... You gotta go contemporary is kind of what I'm finding. Or at least it's like, so and it's so yeah, it's so normal for them to not like to not be excited about the show because the show sucks. Like if I was on I was I was on that stage and I was an ensemble member, I was one of the maids, basically, which we'll get into them. They're so <laughs> iconic. Um but like you don't wanna be there. It sucks. <laughs> I wonder with it because it's like I guess it is not a terribly difficult show in the way that well, I mean, I was saying the way that Music Man isn't, but, like, there's just also this idea that I've been thinking of in watching these shows about, like, how much insurance a particular show has built in. So, like, Music Man is a show with a lot of insurance that even with the worst cast possible, it's a it's a really specific plot with specific set and songs. So even okay. a botched version of it. Versus Company, which we, like, last week, that is yeah. a show with no yeah. insurance. Like, if you don't have a cast None. that can sell that show, like, you're just, you're you're off the rails out in the wilderness. So, like, this is a high insurance show of there's just so many, is, like... Is it? Because I felt out in the wilderness the entire time. Well, this definitely did test the <laughs> limits of, like, <laughs> I guess it's sort of just, like... To I like to someone who it's like if you knew nothing about if you had no enjoyment of theater and you just watched it like mm-hmm. there's kookiness built into it no matter how bad the show is you're still that's gonna true. see twenty mattresses stacked on top of each other and, that's and be like I hilarious. remember that yeah you're gonna you're gonna always remember that so show first a little show history so um, you're gonna love every part of this so once upon a mattress started. It was originally, it was written by Mary Rogers. She wrote the music. So first of all, icon, queen, woman, girl boss. She wrote the novel Freaky Friday. So she was both writing, composing songs, and she wrote the novel Freaky Friday, which is like 
that's really iconic of her. I think I would say Freaky Friday was probably some of her better work. Um, that's a like. I also was, did not know Freaky yeah. Friday was a novel. I, honestly, I didn't either, but maybe I should have guessed. Um, it was this show was originally written for a Jewish adult day camp in the Poconos um, for Jewish singles, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows it is it is yeah. it is like like matchmaker uh what's god what's the name from fiddler what's her name yenta um, Yent, it's like it's like yeah. yenta but in medieval times <laughs> yeah i i mean like i would say probably everyone loved the queen it's like a yeah it's like very much like meddling jewish mother-in-law behavior of the queen except like in in medieval times so i think yeah there is sort of a very jewish undertone i don't know if mary herself was jewish but she was definitely pandering to a jewish audience although apparently even at that shortened production that happened at the poconos in this like jewish day camp which like yeah if you hadn't seen like dirty dancing basically that um it got very mixed reviews among the audience at this at this uh resort (laughs) well I can't blame them. I mean, it is at no. its core a bad show. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, like you can't you can't dress it up and make it good. I'm sure the people it says mixed. Like the people who had good reviews were probably like drunk off their asses, which like great you should be. As many people probably know, Carol Burnett originated on Broadway the role of Princess Winifred, which I I had to after. Um, after like one song, I forget which now, it's like all the songs just left my head the moment I heard them. After one of the songs that Princess Winifred in the show sang, I had to pull up the Carol Burnett version and like show my girlfriend. I was like, this is what it could be. She was like, oh, this is good. Like, I like this. <laughs> um, I, okay, so here's some fun, a fun fact. So it, um, it debuted on Broadway for the 1960 Tony's season. And would you like to know, of course it didn't win Best Musical, but would you like to know what it lost to? Uh, I'm very interested. Do you have a guess? Well, (laughs) West Side Story is sometime within this, but... It was 61, and that lost to, that lost to The Music Man, as we found out. Of course, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was percolating. Uh, 1960... I'm thinking of like, what, like, that's sort of like pajama game-ish, that's sort of Mm, like... mm -hmm. Ah, uh, not my fair lady. That wouldn't be no. okay. Just lay it on me, because Jake also, by you. the way, texted. So. Yeah, Jake, Jake texted me before this and said, "Do not look up the 1960s Tonys." <laughs> I, I want to tell you okay, in real time. There's here's the thing: the 1960 Best Musical was shared between two musicals. What one of them was The Sound of Music. Great, normal, amazing musical. We, of course, love this. The other musical that won the title of Best Musical was called Fiorello, the story of Fiorello LaGuardia, (laughs) with (laughs) with its title song being called I Love a Cop. And this is real. Okay, so how do we find a high school production of this? From right, that was year? literally what I was thinking. Do you want to know a little bit about the history of Fiorello the musical? Yeah, this is definitely a diversion we need to take. I know, I know. So this is the story of Fiorello LaGuardia, a reformed Republican, which debuted on Broadway in 1959 and tells the story of how LaGuardia took on the Tammany Hall political machine. So can I, let me list you some of the some of the songs that we have on this uh, cast recording. 
So we've got on the side of the angels, politics and poker, unfair, <laughs> Marie's law, the name's LaGuardia. Then we've got the bum one. Then we've got I love a cop. I love a cop reprise. So <laughs> <laughs> this is it's really, really just going. Wow. Fun. Yeah. And it so it looks like it's never been revived on Broadway. Um but, oh, also it won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 1960. Isn't that insane? I got to get my hands on this book. Like, I got to read this because this, <laughs> wow. It, oh my God. And the original cast album, it was produced by Capitol Records. It came out on my birthday in 1959, November 20th, 29th, 1959. And it debuted on the Billboard's bestselling album charts, peaked at number seven, and remained on the charts for 89 weeks. So it was like, huge. Yes. How and have now I never, never heard about this? Never heard of this. Never discussed. Wow. Never. So it says, it says, like, can I read you some of the plot? There's very, very little plot, it looks like. Or maybe there's a lot. I don't know. But it says, this is towards the bottom. Next year, Fiorello is campaigning for Congress and Thea introduces him. Fiorello promises to break the stranglehold of Tammany Hall. The name's LaGuardia. LaGuardia wins the election. The bum won. In another year, <laughs> it is, the bum won is really sending me. The bum I, can won. I, I, I need to play I Love a Cop. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I got to hear see. a few bars of this. Listen to me. I, I'm guessing Sopranos. If you need an audition song that no one has ever heard of sing i love a cop because that's really really gonna work out for you i think yeah if you want to if you want to move past your you know whatever taylor the latte boy or whatever your this, <laughs> this is your chance oh gosh life is so complicated i love a cop <laughs> sorry I it came in with a swing oh gosh life is so complicated <laughs> Oh my oh, that god. That is exactly what I thought it would be as well. Do you see the do you see the the, the This is beautiful I see it poster. now, yeah. Yeah, let's just hear a few more seconds because this we can't keep I wanna just talk about Fiorello and New Musical, but right, here we go. Right. I love a cop. Let's see the comments. No comments. Waffle. Life is really great. <laughs> I can only say that it's okay. unlawful how I feel toward <laughs> Okay. All right, that's clever. On lot those are some good lyrics. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I've heard yeah, I've fine. heard worse. I've Me heard too. Worse. Um so just know that the sound of music, probably the most iconic musical and movie musical ever created, shared the 1960 Tony with Fiorello, the story of Fiorello LaGuardia. And in the high school arena, both of those shows lost out to Once Upon a Mattress, which that's kind of fully true. May that be a lesson that even if you don't win, I would say on the Wikipedia page for, for once when I was looking up briefly, in first paragraph, one of the key details about the show is it is often performed at high schools across the country. Like it's yes. it's it's very much in that wheelhouse of like your classic high school shows. Totally, totally. It's like it might not be a well beloved like musical in and of itself, 
but it is produced in high schools. And speaking of high schools, we've got Roselle Park High School, which I feel really at home, at peace, that we're now in the New York metro area. This feels like a real win for me. And I'm going to talk a little about sort of some of the cultural aspects of that when we get to moments that felt so New Jersey to me. But so it was yeah, a this very is, New yeah. Jersey performance. Very I, was, I wrote New that Jersey. up and down my notes. Yeah, and so it's the Roselle Park, uh, the place where this high school is located, is about 20 minutes outside of Newark, and it shows. Um, and I was also wondering the whole time, like, hey, you know, it's not like the hugest production we've seen. There aren't like 60, 100 kids on the stage. And that's because the total size of the school is 633 kids. So it's pretty small for like a public okay. high school. Yeah. Um, and wow. so that now makes sense why there's like not as many. There's still a lot, but not as many. It's um, like... 70% minority enrollment, it said, about 50% Latino students, 11% Black, 30% White, 7% Asian. Again, fully, fully showed on stage. That's it, pretty fully much showed. T- to the T. And it's funny that a school with 70% minority enrollment probably meant that about 20% was minority in the cast, which is by far yeah. <laughs> the largest I think we've seen of any show right. we've done so it's far. It's still, there's still just like a, an over uh what is it like over emphasis on on the white children but it's it's over, it really yeah. like yeah, yeah at least representation yeah. for sure yes that's but, what i was trying to say over representation and i would say probably the 30 percent white are all jewish like that's my guess absolutely yeah i mean or maybe some italians they're, they're definitely uh, some, some italians. A few, for sure a few italians i'm so sorry to erase their heritage that's Jersey. so beautiful but yeah Jersey, of course, there's going to be Italians. So I think we're going to get into it. And at, there's no credits, which I kind of love. But at about four seconds, the pit. Oh, God, I just accidentally played it. The pit makes itself known. Well, I said open to the worst horns possible. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just play that so fast. Literally, it starts. And, and this is going to be a big thing of just the actual production of the of the YouTube video because the YouTube video production has and at one very specific aspect that is fascinating. Let's hear the opening bars. And I also just have to note that this was only uploaded three weeks ago, but it's a 2015 production. So I saw that I think they were uploading a bunch of like older shows onto their YouTube channel. So maybe someone's like reminiscing right now. I was going to ask Jake how, because in these other productions you've found, it has been like, oh, because it has like 20,000 views, it comes yeah. up or it has 10,000. This has 39 views. And you could say before Jake and I watched it, it had 37 views. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, how did you find this? What Right. So that's such a great question. So I thought, let's do Once Upon a Mattress. And then I said, how about we tr- stick with 2015? Because that feels like a really comfortable year. And mm-hmm. boom. It came up. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we found, I found it at 39 views, or th- not 39, like 35 or 36 views, and uh, I'm so glad I did, because this was is such, a, such a beautiful text. Um, let's, play, let's play the f- opening bars. This opening is the horns. first thing you hear when you open this. Yes! And also, important to note, and again, we'll get there. Let me just throw this video a like. Anyway, and we'll get there, but the... I thought it deserved a like. You're to be like, um, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but uh, the... At the end, there's about a 20-minute director's speech, 
And apparently they got some pro musicians in the pit, which maybe they were taking a seat, a step back to let the kids shine through. That ha- That's my only guess. Well, as we learned in the 20 minutes of credits, uh, uh, the percussion section should be the strongest because it is mostly seniors in the percussion section. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. You're very, you're very right. You're very right. The horns felt Um, young. The horns felt so young. I would say also, again, so this is, so we're four seconds in. We have, it really sets the scene. Then... The, the minstrel is the, like, um, sort of narrator of Once Upon a Mattress. And the minstrel starts singing, and the whole audience is talking. I don't think the audience stops talking for the entire production. <laughs> there is a, yeah, this is sort of like a, a watching optional performance. Uh, yeah, In addition yeah. to a, a very vocal baby. Like, a baby who, like, oh is making... Like the baby's like. I was wondering if it was multiple babies. Yeah, I was wondering if it could have been like two to three babies, but I think you're right that it's probably like one vocal baby. The baby I could hear more than anyone in the cat. Like the baby must have been right next to the camera. The baby is enunciating the wah wah. Like it's very audible. We open on. And again, this is a show I have very little familiarity with. So, you know, Jake, correct me where I where I miss step and names and songs. But we open with many moons ago. That's that's, that's yes. the song yep. we open with. Mm-hmm. This show I wrote answered. So last week I was uh, I was making fun of how over uh, diction e it was. There was so much yeah. diction. And yeah. boy, did God answer my prayers for this performance, because <laughs> there was not a consonant to be heard in this I performance. Think, and let me let me just talk about, because I think, obviously, as a child, I hated New Jersey, but now I understand that Long Island and New Jersey are spiritually the same. To just give a little context, I guess, for the people who didn't grow up in the New York City metro area, this is, I could understand them pretty well, but that's <laughs> because I, like, this is like, I was like, oh, this is my culture like I know what they're saying but no one else could I think it's sort of like a you have to be there and you have to you have to know what they're saying to know I just had no so at 20 second at 27 seconds I wrote in my I love my note I wrote she has no joy in her heart or syllables (laughs) okay okay yeah I I did say about the minstrel that she was so scared like she I mean and it's another case of much like Marion in The Music Man, she really was like reading off a script. Like there's one point where she's like, I will tell you the true story of the princess and the pea. And it's like, okay, like that's, this is exciting. You're like setting up the whole show. Like, let's really, let's like get into this. And she's like, nope, like this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. There's a lot of times where I was there. I did write like, is the goal to do intentionally bad acting? Because it's like, and I don't, (laughs) and that, and I don't, and I don't even mean that like these kids don't have talent. I mean like they are doing what they are doing is more difficult than if they had just done nothing. (laughs) I think genuinely, and we'll get into him that the prince was trying for that, and that's a really generous take for me. But I do think so. I think the minstrel they just cast her because they were like she can hit these notes, which I think the minstrel is usually played by a guy. That's what I, it's like the again this, like, and, and this, the jester too. I presume the jest. Well, 
yes, in like the original, though I'm sort of basing it off of what I've seen in my, so in my high school production, we had a guy as the minstrel and a girl as the jester. So this, like the minstrel, as and you could hear in the minstrel that it's, since they're just really, they just took it up an octave and it was really like high for her. Um, yeah. It, I think like, yeah, they, and they, this was great, this show, and we'll get into it about one specific cast member, like they said at the very end in the director's speech, but this show was more comfortable gender bending than I would say some other productions you've We've seen. We've seen more of it here than, than anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just one last mo- many moons ago is that there's, first of all, it's the full, it's fully the conceit of the show. Like you are hearing the, what you are about to see and you can't hear it. So I, like Daniela was just like, good luck, like best of luck. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then also there is a pantomime, like there's three people on stage pantomiming what the minstrel is singing. And I love the, they're mouthing the lyrics along with it. (laughs) That, that really was great for me. It was some great storytelling. I wrote at some point, I wrote, let's talk about the high school tableau. Tableau. Because, <laughs> like, that is yes. such a, at least in my high school, and it was weird because my director only started doing it around, like, my junior year, but she loved the concept that we would be frozen in some position for, like, 20 minutes while the audience was moving in. To have all of your friends walk in and basically <laughs> be able to say anything to you and you couldn't react because <laughs> the point was to be frozen. It Do you was think that torture. this was what happened at the beginning of this show? That they were on stage this, just standing there? This wasn't exactly it, but it was somewhere around, like, it was just there was an opening image that, like, they were yeah. frozen in. And that well, kind of we, felt we like would that. never know. We could never know because we never know how the audience reacts to a song if they got applause because this editor <laughs> is insistent on not letting us know. Well, I think part of it is probably they didn't get applause because this is one of the least reactive audiences we've ever heard, again, except for the baby. But we are going, <laughs> I guess I guess we have to just get into it. First of all, once they get, once we open to basically the set that will be the set for the whole show, which this is very high school of like, it, it's either the curtains closed and people are acting in front of the curtain, or the, the curtain is open and this is the set you get. And like, that's what it always was for my high school productions. Like, that's definitely what, because if, especially if you have a balcony or like a second level where basically the ensemble can stand, like, that's what you need. And you're not you're not moving from that. And I I liked no. this set. I thought this was Me a too. good set. Me this too. And we set. learned that it was a, a dad, a, an older a dad who had been, a, excuse me, a dad who had been a parent for like a kid, I guess, a few years before in the theater program, and then he just stayed on and made the sets. This was very inspired. I love the clouds. I think the clouds really add, like, genuine. I'm, like, not even being facetious. Like, the clouds really add something back there. They're sort of beautifully designed. And they expand the space. You can really picture the world that we're in. I I really thought that this was a great set. There's a a knight. There's a full armored knight. Right. That I was like, oh, my God. I was really surprised by that, too. I was like, where'd they get this? (laughs) And the costumes, I thought, were quite good. Yeah, you know, I have no complaints about the costumes. I have no complaints about that at all, um, except the wizard's costume who looks like he's in Aladdin. But we will, there's going to be like a whole wizard corner. The wizard, yeah, the wizard's a bit of an anomaly for this whole. The wizard, if we, again, if we, if you hear us doxing the wizard fully, which we won't, but if we did, it would be okay. And you'll hear why later. (laughs) 
Remember, Jake and I would never say anything negative about high school students. So never. <laughs> we would never. Okay. Um, so, yeah, So, I had a note at the opening for a princess at yeah. nine minutes. I wrote, there's so much okay. to... So much in musical theater, in high school theater, there's so much crouch down and raise your hands to imitate <laughs> gossiping, like getting yes. down low and going like to imitate yes. doing gossip. And we a do get a that. great example of that at nine minutes. Okay, let's 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 see what happens here. I mean, I'll just pick out since it's not I'll just I'll just the maids are the like girl ensemble in the show. And um they they sway. I'm, this is not me saying like slay with a um, a child accent who can't pronounce his L's. They sway. They're swaying um, constantly. They're going back and forth. This was a show. If you don't know how to dance, this was the show for you because there was absolutely such. And if you did know how to dance, they were saying keep it to yourself because we're all yeah. Do you, the we don't want to know same choreography. <laughs> We absolutely like, do not want to know. Yeah. We're doing lowest uh, common denominator. Which is great. I think it's great when you have, like, and genuinely, and there were some moments where there was a little bit extra choreo and they always hit it. And I genuinely think it's because they were not given anything too challenging. And that's great. If you know you don't have a dancing ensemble, just let them sway. That's fine. That's great. We love that. Let them sway. Yeah. Do a little, you know, four square or whatever, four step. whatever it is jazz square just do that everyone and you check the box and you move on so uh, yeah 10 10 20 is when i had the first editorial decision (laughs) okay here we go so to give a little context for the people who aren't um who aren't watching on youtube first of all there's right now i'm i'm frozen on a beautiful tableau a very high school tableau the prince is the center he's the one so to give also a little context to the actual plot of the show it is literally just princess and the pea but with you know a sort of twist um and that right now like none of the royalty can get married until the prince gets married and the queen doesn't want her son to get married so basically no one can get married no one's having any fun no one is getting any that's literally a lyric in this and they just sort of no one is getting any like they don't know what they're saying but so there's a beautiful tableau arms out very high school we love it and then i'm going to play what happens uh and then i'll i'll explain here's clap clap oh and there we go so (laughs) basically an animation of a curtain, of a red curtain comes in, maybe two seconds into the clap, so we have no idea what the audience response was, and then cut, curtains open, we're halfway through the next scene already. You couldn't, there's no time out. Yeah, yeah. Which, look, we have complained in past episodes about having 40, sometimes 50 minute scene transitions, and Not minute, you mean second. (laughs) (laughs) 40, 50 minute scene transitions, God, imagine. (laughs) There's sort of those 27 hour shows, but we've complained about that. This, I just it into the to the naked eye. You would think it is an actual curtain, but it is a digital curtain that swoops in as fast as possible and then opens up as fast as possible. Right. If you and weren't paying attention, you'd definitely think it's a real curtain. And it's how you get 20 minutes back at the end for the director to give a speech. That's how you get your time back curtain closes the curtain opens we're on stage and we get the song we get to the song in a little while which is there's two characters since as we said the characters the the people who are just in living in the castle the the guys and the girls can't even if they're 
flirty. They can't get married because the prince isn't married. But these two characters are just so in love that they have to be together. And you know how you could just tell that these characters are just so in love? But the chemistry between these two was just yes. wow. Sky I was like, high. I, this is inappropriate for me to be watching. Right. I couldn't even I couldn't even look at it. No, I I felt for I, I, I actually kind of loved both of them. Like I as just like a concept, like I they I think they kind of were both great in just like a high school theater way. He is a king and we're gonna find out why in a little while. Uh, oh, he's such a fucking king. <laughs> he is a left. I I really look. He actually had a pretty good voice. He seemed to me like yes, a, a, yeah. This guy who plays the prince seemed like a choir kid who doesn't. I agree. Act. Unlike and here, yes, unlike yeah, unlike uh, Dauntless. Is that the other prince? Yeah, da- Prince Dauntless. Yeah. He that's a musical theater kid. Like that's a musical exactly. theater voice that he had. The For kid sure. who plays this Prince Harry, is it Harry? Is that- Yes, Harry, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, Jacob what? is asking what the characters' names are because there's no way, A, of knowing or B, of caring because this show does not set you up to know or care these <laughs> characters' names. About anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we do in a little while. I wrote, he has a pretty good voice, just can't act. Yeah. And then I said, Lady Larkin <laughs> is a Jersey girl. This is oh, a girl from my God. New Jersey. And you want to know how you could tell also? A, we the um when they clapped, when people clapped, uh, they shouted out her name, and that's such a New Jersey Long Island thing. We'll get to I think <laughs> multiple times this happened for multiple characters, but when like her mom would be like, "You go, girl!" like as like in the middle of her number for like half of these numbers, which was so funny and so iconic. Also, how you know is that the whole time she was staring with such intensity at Prince Harry. It, it is Harry. Yeah, I'm like Prince Harry, like the the, the guy who like we've been talking. Yeah, literally. Um, she whenever they harmonize, she stares at him, like in looks in his eyes, like you better fucking get this right, like or I will literally like hurt you after. Like she is like intensely staring in his eyes. There's no joy in this, you know, I, I designate every show as a joy forward or a, not yeah. a joy forward performance. This so early on got the not joy forward stamp. <laughs> I it would took say so that, little time. yeah, it, it's not joy forward, but in a way, like, I think there are individual people who are, who are having a lot of fun, but like as a whole, it's not a joy forward production. That's true. I, there's one, so there's two moments in, in a little while that stuck out okay. to me. At 1445, I wrote the mm-hmm. limpest twirl. <laughs> okay, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot, like, this is supposed to be, so she sort of, in this song, she announces to him that she's pregnant, which obviously is a problem because they're not married, um, and they can't get married, so this is going to be a little, and they're, and, but they're so in love. So let's see the little twirl. Okay, his voice is good. Oh! <laughs> it's so, it's so dainty. He, he spins her around and then they sit, like, it's, it's like they're marking it, but also, like, they're so scared. It's like a really potent combo of the two. 
I also wrote, maybe this is when the song is over, and don't worry, because we'll get a reprise right after. At six, I wrote 16, at 16, well, also another good uh, planting the seed now. At 1545, I wrote, does anyone fall off this ledge? It seems shallow. <laughs> anyway, at 1645, anyway. I wrote, I wrote, what did the director say here? Just walk okay. around? Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Oh, so here we have the queen oh, on stage. That, yeah. And I, we haven't even started talking about the queen yet. At first, when she came on stage, I was like, okay, she's. I think she's giving something. And then she continued giving that same thing throughout the entire show, which I don't think is a problem because she is sort of a one-note character. But she was at like an eight the whole time. And there was never a moment when she was at a six or a ten. Like it was a consistent eight the whole time. Not like her her performance but like energy wise so it was really yeah. a lot um but let's watch this what was that you said this, this is like during a, a walk around I, I, it was like well i think so i believe what she's doing here is giving a really long monologue that seems oh, to have yes, no long direction monologue. behind it like <laughs> no. and it's yeah. just oh, yeah. she, she's yeah. just yeah. rambling around that stage so and yeah, you can't wait. hear a word she's saying which i think is part of it but also like you should be able to hear some of it let's hear and that is absolutely verbatim exactly what I said to your father this morning. Of course, he didn't say anything. He never does. But you know how he is. He's how possible he is. That's my problem. Oh, yeah. I have. I also noted some of this. There's. So she's right. She's in this moment. She's monologuing about how she, you know, really does want him to get married, which is not true. And Prince Dauntless is just doing his attempt at physical comedy. It looks sort of like the director said, play in the space. And he said, okay, I'm going to walk around the whole damn stage. I bet the director was like, we have a beautiful set that was built for us. Use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, he goes, he goes up, he goes down, he goes side to side. Um, yeah, he, he uses the space and she stays at one note the whole time um then this is when we get to the actual in a little while reprise this is where i really said like a uh, lady larkin who is the one who's like a pregnant jersey girl and she's not the girl is not pregnant the character is pregnant um is staring into his eyes wishing he will hit the notes of the <laughs> let's see okay 1955 is where i have that <laughs> you see you could like see it even in the preview it's so yeah okay here we go <laughs> her eyes but the the note behind her smile is like hit this fucking note harry like i wonder this is also a litmus for some high school i wonder if um what the conversation was about uh prince harry wearing glasses because i remember oh, at my high school yeah. My director was very much like, I can't tell you to not wear your glasses, but it would behoove <laughs> you to not wear your glasses unless the character right. calls for them. It's like, and that's so insane too, because it's like, in what context is someone wearing glasses going to take you out of a high school show? Like, if someone right, needs glasses, they need glasses. Be, <laughs> right, like, other and otherwise, you'd be fully in it. But Right, it's, it's like how Jesse was trying to convince us for Joseph that it would like take us out of the visual world of the show if they were wearing white t-shirts under their um, <laughs> instead of being shirts. shirtless yeah but this is like i think i mean honestly i think it sort of adds to the character like he needs his glasses but also he's like he's sort of silly he's motivated he's a little like um yeah he's like a little nerdy i don't know i like it 
That's very. That's a very kind take on that performance. I, I well, I like the. I didn't say anything about his performance. I said I like the glasses. Oh, that was all about the glasses. The glasses yes, were yeah. silly. And... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So so far, no, the what... slayed the most is the glasses. Yes. Yes. Um. So then we get a. A, a sort of the minstrel comes on this is i think the minstrel's role is like in maybe the broadway production is like we need a set change here here there's no really no need for the minstrel um i also forgot that the minstrel was like excuse me that the minstrel was actually in the castle and was like a member of the actual like court in the castle because in my mind again because i was in the ensemble so i was never really never on stage while the minstrel was because the minstrel is sort of on stage only with the jester and the king so i was like oh the minstrel just like sings little songs but that's fully not what happens in the show yeah there's a a a trio that i just did not care about between like it's like the minstrel (laughs) the jester and i is literally a song We'll get to it, but the whole point of the song is, like, we aren't, like, oh, yeah, we're the three best friends. And I'm, like, I don't know yeah. or care about a single one of you. Exactly, exactly. I have literally nothing to say about On a Stormy Night, which is the song that the minstrel sings, other than, like, pick up the pace. Like, I was watching this at 1.25 speed, and I was, like, God, this is such a slow song. Yeah, it's it was tough. It was tough. I don't yeah. know at what point we get into. There were a couple words that I was picking up on that you hear in a lot of high school productions of anything Alas and alack, we hear a lot of. And then yeah. Nani. You get a classic yes. Nani, like, hey, Nani, oh, Nani. Hey, Nani, that, Nani, is it me? Yes, yeah. That is just a word you hear a lot. Now we're on Shy. We're on Shy, and we meet Princess Winifred, a.k.a. Carol Burnett, a.k.a. the number one Jersey girl who you have ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> So what I don't know, I don't know what happened at twenty three minutes, but I wrote a very New Jersey performance of this show. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's just like the tiniest girl you could ever imagine being spun around by like some very placid nights yeah and also wearing the thickest eyeliner you could oh imagine. my god like yeah the whole time she's like <laughs> this wide away i was getting very much from the costume her vibe that she was praying that the high school her senior show was legally blonde and instead she got uh once upon a mattress so I was thinking, so, and this actually I think could be a good for future episodes, like a game yeah. of what did these kids want their show to be? That what was, did they yeah. Th- it's yes. sort of like what was their, you know, their reach, their target, and their safety. Exactly, because like, there's always, you always know, like, oh, the director's talking about doing Legally Bond, and she doesn't know if we have a good Emmett. Like, that's always the conversation. Right, right. <laughs> and I felt like, I felt like the target show for these kids would have been Guys yeah. and Dolls. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that feels good. And the reach was legally blonde. Prince Harry totally would have been a sky. I think I even wrote somewhere like Prince Harry should be a sky master sin. <laughs> yeah, no one could I be think a that's Nathan. really good. No one could be a Nathan Detroit, but you know, no, no. F- they'd find someone. And she Me would when be I'm rolling the dice. <laughs> that's my <laughs> the the thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. we do shy. What do I have? I said she has the voice. 
And and I will say this: this girl was pleasant to listen to sing. I enjoyed. Yes, like, I, that's what I. Okay, that's what I was saying the whole time. And my girlfriend was like, "You think she sounds good?" And I was like, "For what it is, yes. Like she sounds fine." <laughs> she had a totally ple- like like I enjoyed yes. listening to her voice. It was like like Absolutely. on a scientific level. The tones were were pleasing <laughs> I, to my ears. Exactly. I thought she had a really classic musical theater voice. I could totally imagine her, um, you know, do continuing with this in college at like, you know, her wherever she goes to school for like. I, I she's she was she was so so functional as this role. It totally yeah. It was a service like. Now look, <laughs> did she put an ounce of of the quirkiness into this role that I think it requires? <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No. And also, and and you get that from the beginning because the song is called Shy and it's ironic because we're saying, you know, she's so shy, she's demure, but she's really not. Like, that's not who she is. And she's supposed to say, sing shy really loudly, like, the lady is shy. Like, and it's like, it's supposed to be this huge sort of screamy, belty number. Again, like Carol Burnett, no one was ever saying she had, you know, the world's most beautiful voice, but she was like a character actress. This is like a real main character who's sort of a character actress moment. And she's like, she sings just like a really nice sounding note for Shy, but she doesn't sing it loudly. And the people are are holding their ears like, oh, it's so loud. But like, it's not. It's a fully normal and audible sound. I actually did remember this song, Shy, because I think I've seen people do like sing. I'm sure, I think, I'm like, sure if, you have. It's a great song. If you can like, if you can hit the yeah. notes and if you can sell the performance, like, it's such a great like game for a song, and as a Absolutely. like from a comedy perspective, like oh my god, it's so easy. You're saying words that are different from your actions. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of these examples, but she hit the notes. She hit the notes, and something. So we have two. The in let's go to choreo corner because I think this is great. We have some classic high school. We have a grapevine. Let me go to the grapevine because it happens. You know, just let's see. Just here, there. Here they go. And here it goes, slow, oh, yeah, so you do step, 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 twirl, and that's what the, that's what the choreographer was saying as they were doing it, and, you know, you know they did it. <laughs> I, I had also an intro, uh, where it's, simultaneously, this is lowest common denominator choreography, but yeah. there were multiple numbers where I, because you can count how many guys are in these, based, because yes. they're all, the boys wear one thing, the girls wear another yes. thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there was... I don't, maybe it's this one too, but one number where I only counted two guys dancing in it, which meant that they did decide, like, it, it's yeah. simultaneously lowest common denominator, easiest choreo possible, but we're not going to put everyone in the dance numbers. Right, it was like these guys, some of these guys, and I know the type, it's, I think some of these guys were clearly like, their friends were like, hey man, like, you want to do the show? Like, this is going to be so fun. And they had just done it to pay out their friends, which is like a totally valid and great reason to do high school theater so they were just standing there hands behind their back in their little military poses but then the two kids who like are in the ensemble and actually have like an ounce of ability to do choreo are up there hitting hitting their choreo i feel like the choreographer was not actually a choreographer well but she actually was i, think I, was I did look wrong. her up yeah but i yeah, was, I yeah. was proven wrong yeah um so the the one thing I else I have to say about this song because again it's it's sort of 
like it's what it's the big intro song for princess winifred but where we're supposed to get her personality you get the she swam the moat line which it doesn't play in the show because you can't hear it um but it is like a big line in the show as your mom was saying you would get the the audience screaming her name again there her her parents are yelling at her so let's just hear Let's hear that. One sec. It's 25, uh, probably around 26 minutes. I had it see. at 26, but yeah. Okay, yeah, let's let's hear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just, you hear like, great job. Like, it's like the mom is like talking to her. Like, it's like, she doesn't care that this is actually like a show. This is a show they're taking seriously. The moms are just like, good job, girl. Like, let's go, girls. Like, they're like, they're here with a little drink. They're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, they had they had dinner at like like Delessandro's before this and now <laughs> they're having they're having a good time. They're like watching a recital. They're not watching right. yeah, a yeah. show. No, and they every time their daughters like would go to rehearsal, they'd be like okay, like what are you rehearsing for? And they'd be like, "Mom, I told you, like a musical." And they'd be like, oh, "Cute. I love that." Like, "Okay." Yeah, have fun at have fun at play practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so then we get to The Minstrel, The Jester, and I, which, again, is a song that, it, well, first of all, is sung by only two people, even though there's three, because the king is uh, unable to talk due to a curse that was placed on him, which I don't even yeah, think Yeah, what the, the hell? <laughs> that, so the curse is unknown who put it on him, why it was put on him. I don't even think we get that context until, like, halfway through the show, but there is a curse that was put on the king, that made it so that he couldn't sing. Can I, I just have, I have, I have one, I'm looking at my, there's one sure. thought before the Minstrel, the Jester, and I, because we have, we have yet to skim the surface on Prince Dauntlet, which is sure. a character <laughs> study that I could do. Something, the sec, I don't, I don't, I can't see when it came out, but the second that we meet him and he's not talking, but he's reacting to something, I saw him and I clocked it and I was like, this kid is one to watch because he's like really engaged which and Prince then, Dauntless or the King? Dauntless, Prince okay. Dauntless. I'm, whenever it's like early, early, we see him and he's like really invested, and then just pff, loses it all. Like just has no joie de vivre in for the rest of the show. Part of me wondered, was this a as we've seen a mashup of different nights' performances, and like he just got some he got some really bad news. <laughs> like between like between one night and the other yeah. because. It is just such a drastic change in his emotion. Here's the thing. I think he's really good when he's not talking. And then when he starts talking, it's it goes that all that goes away. I have something that he says. He's I guess he says something like, You're the one, I guess. And let me it's like there's no personality here. Let's see. I think it's him who says this. Let's see. Oh, you're the one. Yes. Oh, it's her. This is sorry. That's the line that Princess Winifred says when she meets Prince Dauntless, who's meant to be like her. Like she knows she's like trying. They're trying to get them together. She goes, "You're the one, I guess." Like, uh, like it, it could be a funny line, but there's just no personality there. So I guess it wasn't even the prince. Oh, I say it. It felt almost like server some of this it was like the night his friends came to see the show and he like got yes. really self-conscious and was like i'm not taking this seriously like i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it like i'm whatever like because it, it did feel like at times he was doing intentionally bad acting not to say he was bad but i feel like he was working harder than doing nothing 
Yeah, and this here, I, ha- I pulled out a moment where, so the prince and the princess are supposed to have, I guess, immediate chemistry because they just sort of fall in love, which is never explained nor shown. But this is, I guess, the moment where they're really supposed to be, they have chemistry, and this is, let's just hear Can it. I show you part of the castle on the way to your room? Sure. Can I show you part of the castle on the way to your room? Like, there's, it's not, there's nothing there. There's also such a weirdly choreographed moment of when they put their hands, like they held hands where they both yeah. like raised their shoulders and landed. Like, <laughs> yeah. there is no yeah. natural world in which the two of us would hold hands. So Right, right. They're like, so this is what we have to be doing right now. I also had another theory. This is more of like an outside conspiracy theory. Okay. Of what changed in The Prince, assuming these are different performances. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So my my easy theory is there's friends in the audience, he's self Yeah, I think that makes sense. My, yeah. my more out there theory is there was some flirtation between him and Winifred throughout this process. Yeah. Between shows, maybe between weekends of shows, mm-hmm. there was a cast party. He made his feelings known at the cast party. Oh my party, god. And she did not feel the same way. I think you're, I, that feels not like not a bad guess. There is a oh forehead god. kiss we're going to see later, <laughs> which is yeah. like my primary source evidence for this. But we will. The king who can't speak, and I think this was true here, the guy who's playing yeah. the king feels like a spiritual leader of this theater group. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's also because it's like, he's clearly, I think he was a senior, right? Because we get confirmation that he yes. was a senior at the end. And it's like, this is like, it's, it, you have to, when you're the director, you have to pull the king aside and say like, this is the biggest role in the show, but you don't talk. And that's okay, because people are going to leave and they're going to be screaming, clapping for you. Like, but, but you're not, you do not have a line. Yeah. And this conversation did not happen in this particular production. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, think I, that's I agree. This is a great role for someone who's like in the plays, but when the musical comes yes. around, can't really sing. Like, Absolutely. this is a show that gets chosen for you for that reason. So uh, that was a sidetrack, but we're, we're yeah. on the minstrel, the jester, and I, one of the <laughs> most unearned songs in any musical I think I've it's ever It's also, seen. again, not only that the three of them have no chemistry as like a friend group, but also the minstrel just arrived. So it's the core three of the jester <laughs> who I guess is like sort of flirtatious with the king, the king, and the minstrel who, yeah, just got here. And um, also... We, we are frozen on the Jester costume here. I've seen this costume at Party City before. This was just this is a Mardi Gras Party costume. City. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, I feel bad for the Jester. This is not a Jester costume. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of comedy in this particular Jester. <laughs> but Not so much, but also, like, she had personality. She might not have been funny, per- but she had personality. I remembered the performance. Exactly. So exactly. That's and that, yeah. I would say the, the the floppiest person on the stage right now is probably the minstrel, just because she doesn't act. But at least the king has to. If the king doesn't act, that part doesn't work. So at it's, least it's the king literally is doing nothing, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I yeah, well, I guess should we play like one second of this song? It's so bad. Like it's <laughs> let's see. Here, here we go. It's just also because I think usually the song is sung with two guys which obviously fine for it to be with two girls it just it's so high because it's not meant for their range uh it's also i mean i'll also just say like i think it is rare although i guess i have a friend group that's it is rare that you would see a common friend group of one straight guy and two women 
Yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's a, fl- it's a flop. Like this number is a flop and it's not their fault. But so, so the idea is in the original production, this is three men singing this song. Oh, and it's like you're a, so right. It's like, it's like a were- bros. Yeah. Kinda. Okay. 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 No, but now that I wasn't even clocking that cause I've never seen a production of it where they're all three guys, but that does make sense. This is just oh. like a group that works on a presentation together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the harmony doesn't sound horrible. Like, they're hitting those, har- there's, like, the harmony notes. Um, God, look, I just see the disdain in that guy's face for playing this role. <laughs> he does not want to be there. Um, I don't think anyone who's ever cast as the king in high school wants that role. But then once they get it, like, people are like, oh my god, you were so good. And, like, again, I think that the only, I think that the only guy who, like, would revel in being the king is the yeah. type of guy who literally only does the plays and is Want to know who would rebel in it? Re- rebel in it. <laughs> rebel in it. Who would rebel who would in rebel? it? No, this is a callback, again, to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, but the guy who played Jacob, who can't sing, he would yeah. be great. <laughs> he would love it. Like, but the kid would have to be begged. Like, begged to Oh, yeah, of to course. Do- this, so, also, so... This is also a case on this song and basically every song. No one knows how to walk off in character. They sing, stop singing the song, and then they they become themselves, like their own teenage selves, and then they walk off the stage. They are not walking off as the minstrel, the jester, and I. Yes. Um, then we get to sensitivity, which I think is the most famous song in the show, uh, like or like one of the most famous songs in the show. Um, it's it's about it's it's sung by the queen. Again, she's at one level, and, and like, her dial is at an eight, and, like, you can't turn it up or down. This was the song that, for me, solidified uh, the idea that the actress playing the queen was a senior. Yes, yeah, yeah. I had my suspicions, but this one solidified it. I don't know what she did in the song to prove that to me, but I just, by the end, I was, like, senior. Absolutely. I think, and you know what, like, I couldn't point out someone else on stage who could have played this role better um i also think she had some to bring it back to mother she had a few mother qualities this role is meant for a a grand dame of the theater so this is sort of the the joanne of the show if we're we're talking in terms of company but she you know she has she's doing something like let me just i'll just play a moment of it yeah like like she's singing in character but the character that she's singing in is the same character throughout the whole show yeah she's she's committing to a character that's not yeah. exactly who this character is like it's close it's in <laughs> yeah, the yeah, ballpark yeah, yeah. But... and but i think part of the problem is it seems like they got no direction again none of the people on the stage got any direction so she did what she saw maybe on a youtube video or she did what she saw when she saw the movie like and that's so fair of her to have done that normal uh, yeah so we do sensitivity uh i I have not much to say about it yeah i said it something happens i said does the prince have oh does the prince have friends in the audience what's going on here because he was so like down uh-huh, uh uh-huh. and then the prince, i wrote is the why, prince on the stage during this at oh, 40 I, in 40 this is like we're in the scene after yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah uh i write at some oh point, also he, he yeah he holds his hand to his crotch 
when the jester is like, you and your dad should have the sex talk, basically. And he, like, puts his hand on his crotch. Now that you're old enough to get married, he thinks you two might have a little talk, you know. Man to man. You mean about babies. You mean about, and then what does he say, babies? What does he say? Yeah, I think is it babies or things or... They, I don't know, but he's got his hands right on his crotch. <laughs> the king is acting. The king is like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this. Like, he's doing something here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the king or the actor playing the king, yeah. but the, the motivation is I don't want to be here right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah the, the, also, the audience has been dead silent the entire time. Again, though we don't know for sure because the curtain, the animated curtain closes before we get any real reaction from the audience, but except for Winifred's family who arrived drunk off their asses and they're loving it they're having a great yeah well time. also because i'm sure it's her extended family oh yeah of course too. of course they came from long island they came from westchester they came from another place in new jersey maybe even philly as far as maybe philly. even philly could even be a dc suburb i don't okay, know okay there we go um also at forty two twenty seven, someone got up and left in the middle yes. of her song <laughs> <laughs> right before that though uh <laughs> Right before that, though, oh, I also did have a note before the Swamps of Home, which is right. the next the, song. The worst song in the show, yeah. I wrote, why is so much of this show about her being wet? <laughs> she's low-key wet the entire time because she, she swims in from the moat. Why don't it would make more sense if she was, like, a mermaid? Don't you think that would make, like, slightly more sense? Yeah, or just so yeah, like, something. Like, I grew she's, up on a competitive swim team. She's or- damp. Like, she's... Suppo- her character is supposed to be damp the whole time not the actress she's in this in this moment though she's in like a ba- like a bathers like a 19 sort of 20s bathers costume like all white she's so small you know she's the she's the smallest girl the boys are always trying to pick her up um yeah she's she's so damp you know too. there's the guy who's trying to do the thing like the and maybe it's the king who's doing this or yeah. the wizard honestly but like <laughs> the guy who does the thing where he's like hey let me pick you up and then like like it's you know there were people who do that they would like like shake you and crack your back like oh lift you up god and crack yeah your oh neck. that's so horrible yeah that, or, that or they're like or they're like should we see our hand sizes like oh my god your hand's so small <laughs> um it has happened to her what do you have before she sings Swamps i said at, home? at 42 minutes i wrote this guy who i presume is the prince has a crush on her plain and simple oh yeah of course he does so let's just see what that I mean, that might have been the forehead kiss even moment. in this like little little thing we see okay so she's like touching him yeah yeah okay here's swamps of home yeah he like it's not acting you can tell but he has like a look on his face like he's like really into her he he is really into her maybe something happened at the party oh maybe but But not nothing good (laughs) (laughs) a guy gets up and leaves so Uh, yeah at 42 27 a man so the swamps of home is the worst song in the show and at this point i was also feeling like oh my god i have to watch another hour 20 of this show and i think this man felt the same way as me because he just oh you can even see his head starting there he goes oh (laughs) bye like he gets up and fully leaves 
Um, I'll try to get a better clip of that. But yeah, this song is so slow and boring. And then, okay, you have, so these four girls are like the main ladies in waiting. And that's, I think it's a consolation prize, truly. Absolutely. I think I had a note exactly to that effect. And yeah. Blue, dre- Blue Dress especially is. Oh, better. yeah. Was she the one who played like the princess at the beginning too? Like the pantomimed princess? Because if she was, that's even more of a like stab in the back. She had a lot of, she also plays the bird and like really oh my well we'll that. get to the bird oh my and she god. is also of course the senior girl who is sobbing the most at the she end she is you could see, it's literally just her face and the tears streaming down it and that's so fair this is her life she this is her whole life she also got the blue dress got a really good bowing position that like felt like it exceeded the role that she had so i was like there's something to that yeah and i was right um so we've got also the one time the audience laughs. I'm sure you pulled this out, but it's and it's not it's not a something in the script. It's something they added to make it more Jersey specific, and not even Jersey. This is obviously just like many, suburbia. Yeah, yeah, suburb, yeah. So this is I'll just play. I'll just play it. Now this, this is the very latest thing from Target. <laughs> and it's like it's like a consolation laugh. She holds one of the ladies in waiting holds up a dress and says, "This is the very latest thing from Target." And it's like the audience is like, "Heh heh." Like, they're yeah, barely they're like, laughing. They're like, we understand that this is a joke. We're laughing yeah. at the idea that you put in a joke. Right. They're like, okay, thank you for making one thing in the show funny. Because they, there's literally not another moment where the audience laughs. I wrote at 4745, so much of this thing is about her being wet. There's more of that. <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's see. Well, this whole scene, because the first, the whole first act, she's wet. That's like the context I of the first act. Yeah. <laughs> You're dripping wet. <laughs> Literally, she just says, you're dripping wet. Well, this is when Lady Larkin comes in and thinks she's a lady's mate. And they don't play this like Princess Winifred is like sad about this. They play it like Princess Winifred's just like, okay, I guess I'll clean now. Like, it's so weird. I was so confused in this. I'm like, for a minute, I was like, wait, isn't she the princess? Like, yeah. does she work for them now? <laughs> She, yeah, also then, so Lady Larkin, when she finds out that it was Princess Winifred, she goes, she was on her damn knees. Like, it was so, like, <laughs> let me pull up that part. It really, like, it was like, wow, they rehearsed this for three hours. Like, this scene, this scene specifically, they, like, this is, like, their big fighting scene. There were people going, ooh, and, like, uh, like, they, I don't know. I feel like they got into it. For a princess. Don't you say such a thing just because you made a stupid mistake. I made a mistake? Don't you dare try to blame this on me. I do blame She's like, this is what her mom does to her dad. She's like, I made a mistake? Like, okay. The dad just sits and takes it, which is what Prince Harry is doing. Exactly. Let's blame her. She was on her hands and knees scrubbing the floor. Oh, not on her damn knees. It was she was on her hands and knees. I thought she said she was on on her her damn knees. Um, okay, so then we get to what I thought was, I thought they had cut Normandy and went right to Spanish panic, but I forgot that there's a moment where the queen has to introduce the idea that they're going to do this dance that's going to tire out the princess, because again, the concept is it's the princess and the pea, and they want her to just fall asleep and not notice the pea, but you would not be, I don't fault you, Jacob, or you, the audience who's listening, for not knowing, or the audience watching, for not knowing what the fuck is going on in this show. I had no idea what this. I was just like, oh, it's like every musical where act one ends with it being like, and we'll have yeah. a ball. <laughs> right. Which is not how it ends, actually. Um, I, I, yeah. During Normandy, 
at 5715, I wrote, a lot of this choreography is just like if someone Googled dancing. Right, yes. I said it feels like such a classic high school show, like that the pacing is right, but it's also so wrong. Like it's really so neutral. Like this was the most neutral show we've seen so far. It really like, there were so few to zero liberties taken. <laughs> Except Target, which again, Except Target was the right thing to do because it got a Some- laugh. Some notable exceptions we're going to see in Spanish Panic. They do the yes. Macarena. They do the Thriller. Yes. yes, they do a lot. That was a big choreo moment. So yeah, then, so Normandy, they sing Normandy, which I guess, I think the plot, again, this was not, obviously not a song I was on stage for. So any song that I wasn't on stage for in Once Upon a Mattress, I don't really know or care about. Yeah. But I think it's like they're saying that Lady Larkin's going to move to Normandy. Like, what's the, what's the concept? I'll take your word. Can I, can I actually, I would love to know. <laughs> What's your guess as to why they sing Normandy? I like, I don't even remember how the song goes. So, oh, okay, the here we go. This I it. didn't, this I didn't get, but this is what it says on the Wikipedia summary of the plot. It says, um, so Larkin and Harry get into a fight because Larkin had mistaken Princess Winifred for a chambermaid, which again... We don't get that that was what led to the fight. So it says Larkin vows that she will run far, far away where she will never see him again. Didn't make, did not get that. The king, the minstrel, and the jester, again, core three, catch Larkin trying to run away and they try to stop her, but in the end decide to help her escape to Normandy. Like, what? Well, I guess part of it is that she's pregnant, but again, you'd be right to forget that as well. I just don't care. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah, I also just don't care. So they sing Normandy. It's a flopperoo. Uh, I literally said at this point, what are they singing about and why do I care? It's like, and not even in like a, I'm giving notes. Like, this isn't about the kids. It's like, I'm giving notes to Mary Rogers. Like, the show. if I was writing, like, if I was like writing notes for her, I'd be like, why are they singing this? Why do I care? Please change this. A lot of the notes I had were just, a, yeah, were just notes on the show in general. Yeah, same. We so we do spanish panic yeah i wrote this show is mocking the idea of doing choreography like by the time (laughs) you're watching like 40 kids doing the macarena it's just like god we gave up or we put our energy somewhere else i think yeah i think like this song this is supposed to be like you can sort of have fun with it and to an extent i think they were but also like they so weren't i don't it's hard to describe i think also also this is oh also so the Queen's remarks during the dance are so funny. I'll play it because it is fu- the dance is fun to watch in a visual form, and then the Queen, what the Queen is saying, is funny to hear. So let me get to. Very nice, oh, Jackson. Oh, very nice. Okay, so so just to describe, the whole ensemble is dancing, and the Queen is walking between them, like saying, just saying things. They're doing fun, silly choreo. Um, the whole thing about this is that like Winifred just has so much energy and like this huge high energy dance is like not gonna make her tired she's she's different from all she's not like the other girls and she's not like the other princesses either I said I mean at around one minute and one hour five minutes I said it literally takes everyone in the cast singing her praises but we're starting to see a little personality in this character yeah yeah they're also so even before that and it wasn't it wasn't out of the ordinary for me to think this. I thought 
there was just people loudly talking in the audience. It turns out it was Winifred and the prince talking very quietly. So I, I couldn't distinguish between loud audience talking or on and stage quiet talking. On stage. Yeah. Um, also, in my production of Once Upon a Mattress, the prince was, I think, the same person. I think I texted you this, and the prince was literally, it's just like a little weenie Jewish boy is like the same kid at every single high school. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my school ever did this. I could be wrong, but I don't think that my high school ever did this. Okay. Also, Laura this is... Rosberg knew. Oh, she knew. knew. She knew no better. one wants to do it. Also, then this is the first and maybe only song where we hear the prince's voice. Like he does not sing that much, and he had a pretty good voice. Like he had a good. And it, too, we'll see. He has a good musical theater voice. Exactly. Um, yeah. I could probably use some like training to to. Sure. I think that, yeah, it's, (laughs) I don't, I would never say a high schooler wouldn't need some training to finesse their voice. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is, this whole song is, like, he's saying, like, she's, she says things, it's basically the same concept as Shy. He says she does all these things, then she does sort of the opposite. Like, she sings like a bird, she's like, ah! Like, it's like, it's a whole, like, opposite thing, you know, very funny. I'll play a, a little of it. This is also another moment where I, like, I, while it was playing, I was, like, saying what the, um, ensemble sing because I remember this part so clearly. But here I'll just play some. the spread. My reasons must be clear. When she shows you all how strong she is, you'll stand right up and cheer. I mean yeah, he sounds fine. He sounds He has like also I mean it sounds like he listened to an original cast recording. He has sort of like a very like Matter of fact, 1950s musical. Yes, theater, like, Tilly's damn. purple in the face. Like it's yeah, it's I like with a girl named Fred. Like it's like damn Yankees. It's pajama game. It's guys and dolls. It's you know. So I think at least in this number, also the audience was like sort of into it. Like I think they were sort of like clapping along, which again deeply frowned upon in theater. But you're not going to stop a Jersey audience from clapping along to a song. They're not watching a musical. They're watching no. like their kids singing on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then the curtain closes and opens, and we're in Act Two with no fanfare. You would not know if you didn't <laughs> know the show. You would think that it's just like okay, I guess we moved on to the next scene. Like no, we're in Act Two now. Also, okay, maybe this is a plot thing I missed. Okay. In act two of this show, yeah. the kingdom takes on this whole new personality trait <laughs> where everyone has to be quiet all the time. Well, you you have to know why, right? Is it so they can sleep? No, so that she, so that Princess Winifred can sleep and without being interrupted because the whole point in this show is that, which again... You don't need to know this, or you shouldn't, or, or you should have known this, but since it's the princess and the pea and the queen doesn't want her son to marry her, she wants her to sleep through the night, and, and so she wants her to fall asleep and stay asleep so that she's like, oh, you didn't notice the pea? Well, you're not right for my son. Oh, okay, okay. So that's so why it's that's like, everyone be quiet, be create quiet. an atmosphere conducive to sleep. I guess the whole second act takes place overnight. Like, there's not really a clear timeline in the show, um... Or we don't have any understanding of when it starts, when it stops, how long how long is Winifred there? Are they falling in love in like 30 seconds, a week? Like, we don't know. Here's my question. When Act 2 begins, does that beautiful tableau of the clouds that you mentioned, does yes. it get dark? Do we see a change Ooh, of day? that's such a good question. Let's see. I guess we're about to find out. Let's see. I, yeah. Uh, such an amazing question. 
Well, no, but the lighting is different, okay. so it looks okay. a little darker. Yeah, we get the sense that it is night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel this is nighttime coded. I'm getting very night from this. I'm getting nighttime. Yeah, this is a, a huge nighttime coded performance. Yeah, I, I, well, and also it's like, it's supposed to be coded. Like, that's why when I was a kid and I was in my pajamas in the second act, I was like, it's night. It's night, baby. Um, that's why I'm in my PJs. I remember this. I remember it being much longer because, again, I was in the ensemble of this show and I took what I could get. We were on stage for maybe three numbers. This is not a super ensemble heavy show. And when they are, there's not really too many featured moments you can pull out for the ensemble. So you get on stage, there's a song, Quiet, which is just, it, it ends as quickly as it begins. It's like they sing for one second. They're like, quiet, quiet, the queen, it's just song, quiet. And then they walk off. Like, it's like, that's it for them fully acapella too fully oh acapella, oh yeah so. oh and i remember our musical director was like when this is how we learned the show they were like go 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 and we would be like okay i guess time to sing <laughs> um we get at an hour sixteen twenty. we get okay. this is the forehead kiss heard around the world oh my god this is god. The, the one i've been alluding to where i was just like oh i yeah. before before we get to there first just a couple notes i had between that was that i had to look up on the wikipedia what was happening on stage at this moment which you never want to do when you're familiar with a show also this is the first moment where the baby becomes the star of the show so we legend we'll all just play it so that we can sort of come back to that i force her to leap against her will that's not true why you won't just a moment like i'm like i'm more invested in the baby's dialogue than the dialogue that's happening on this stage absolutely the baby seems to care about something so (laughs) the baby has the baby has an objective uh like like tyler was saying last week the baby is exactly the baby is wants to disrupt the show what is the baby's job (laughs) yeah yeah the baby's job is disrupt the show um so yeah okay so 116 what was it for the 116 20 pretty sure Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, the coughing. The coffer also has sort of a strong objective here. God, I'm just looking at... Oh. Oh! Yeah, it's it's so... The way he sprints away from her after. No, I think that's a good read, because if this was acting, he would, like, luxuriate in it for a moment. He would kiss her, cheat her forehead, and then he'd, like, you know, slowly walk away. But it's clearly not because he's, like, forehead kiss, run. Like, he is walking off stage as the actor himself. It was, like, whatever just, like, there's a devastating conversation that happened in the bathroom or the closet of someone's basement. That, oh, my God, that yeah. That given a lot of context to this. If there's we definite- only knew what happened, yeah, two nights before, we would we would know so much more. We would have so much more context. Um, yeah, so then we get... The phrase, oh. I said, the phrase, I just don't want to ruin our friendship, was uttered at some oh, point it in was said place. probably six to 12 times throughout the course of this production. Um, and also... I, I'm sure they weren't friends before this production, but then, like, it fast-tracked. If you're, you're the co-leads, that's going to fast-track your friendship. Um, Absolutely. So, also, then we get to Happily Ever After, which this is the number where I was like, everyone, again, and I'm going to tell this to everyone. Everyone watching this, if you haven't seen Carol Burnett perform Happily Ever After, go watch that. Because it makes you think, like, you know what? I understand why this musical was on Broadway. Carol Burnett, obviously, is Carol Burnett. She... Every choice she makes is so choicey. Like, she is really just, like, performing it. And the same can't necessarily be said for this girl. But again, she hits the notes. 
she yeah. hits the notes. I mean, yeah. uh, and, and happily ever after, I was like, I have heard this song. Yeah, this is I, also another pretty famous song from the show, I would say. Well, her Jersey parents are screaming after this. Well, but... there's a boa that she doesn't oh, exactly know what to do with. Yes, but... and also the boa sort of comes out of nowhere. Like, she pulls it out of off the armor, but, like, the ar- the boa was never on there in the first place. Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull that up. Here, here it comes. She lives happily, happily, happily ever after. In my mind, that looks like, so she pulls the boa out. I think, like, a stage crew member is, like, feeding the boa (laughs) through there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, she does. And then, like, she just, the direction was, you're a showgirl. She was not interested. I mean, this is. No, she was like, I'm going to sing this song, and it's going to sound like I'm singing the song. And sorry, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was getting real turn back, oh, man vibes. I was getting. yeah she sings the song and her parents are thrilled at the end of it i'll just play i'll just quickly play that moment because i think it's it's just always worth pulling out when a jersey a jersey mom is screaming yeah you hear and then there's probably more but we wouldn't know because the curtain the curtain animation (laughs) swoops in to end that and then opens right back up I'm also sure that this girl's mom had her iPhone out the entire performance. Well, she probably had, like, her iPad out. Because I feel like this was before too many people had iPhones. Because this was 2015. So, yeah, she had, like, a full iPad out. To take take her little pictures and videos of all of it. Oh, you could find this whole performance on... The, the mom's facebook for sure if you scroll oh, back yeah. to 2015 she and she's taking pictures and she's posting them that night of like she's posting them a- as the production is happening like so proud of my little girl <laughs> then we have man-to-man talk which i t- don't think i have too much to say that can be said on air on record <laughs> <laughs> why did at some point i wrote i don't know what prior to this i wrote I am in awe of this set. <laughs> what? You, you? Okay, that's great. I love. I love that we're there. Um, well, and then think, we also learned that this is a fully new theater too. So you know, we this is like the the maybe debut of it. I wrote the jester is some sort of a spiritual leader in this theater community. Yeah. I can't figure out exactly where she fits in. Yeah. Um, and the prince sings. We finally hear the prince really sing. Well, no, we heard the act- prince sing, and I'm in love with you're right, a you're girl right. named Fred, that one, yeah. But he's actually kind of doing something here. And I said, he actually has a musical theater voice. He needs yeah. to be like a, he could be like a Sky Masterson. Like, he and the other prince could do it. <laughs> they would both be competing for that same role. For the most um, boring role in yeah. all I mean, yeah, the, the concept of this show is, or this song, sorry, is that the king is giving a mimed sex talk to his son and so the son has to sort of like uh translate the miming into words and it's like boy flower girl flower um i'll play a little bit of this song because i think it's worth pulling out that like it's it's kind of funny like it's not the audience doesn't laugh but it's certainly kind of funny here we go boy flower girl Flower, flower, flower. Oh, tell me more. I want to know about what getting married is for. 
I think the prince, he, it takes a minute for him to get into the idea that he's not supposed to just be singing a song. Like, he has to realize those are the words he's saying as he's singing. And at the beginning, he's just singing it. I think as we get into the song, he warms up to it a little bit. Totally. Totally. Um, then we have Very Soft Shoes, which is the jester's big number oh <laughs> on your face. God. <laughs> just is like why like just why yeah it, i mean there's no point to it other than to have like a big dance number uh before we get into the actual number we have only two things to point actually three is that the, the wizard gets dry ice which i have that's i said a, let's yeah. talk about fog in the, all which, caps there's always a fog machine or dry ice on stage dry ice is actually kind of intense because that is dangerous to have on stage it is always and it's always like the the cause of the moment like there's always a lot of discussion about the dry ice like you need to do so many runs for the dry yeah, ice it's just not worth it also like i don't think the audience understands that he's a wizard i only know he's a wizard because his name is wizard like and i was looking at the wikipedia like i don't even i don't i legitimately do not remember who played this role in my high school like i i am racking my brains to try to remember and i cannot remember i thought he was just another king until I saw that his name was Wizard. Yeah, I thought he was a king with a weird costume. And Burks. He's wearing Birkenstocks, which I have not seen. Again, dangerous with dry dry ice and Birkenstocks are not a match made in heaven. Um, None of it is. None he does the dry ice. And then, of course, the, the jester and the wizard have some sort of connection. Again, I could not tell you what it is, but they do the parent trap handshake, which you know they like loved doing in that moment. And then I said, Let's talk about handshakes. That is such a high school theater thing of you guys go out like like high school directors love being like your characters are friends, which means that they're going to have a secret handshake. So go spend a week memorizing some incredibly gratuitous handshake. <laughs> well, I, I would say it's pretty common for people from our generation. And these people are because um, it was 2015 to have just have memorized the Lindsay Lohan parent trap handshake because it's just so iconic. Um, so I think probably the jester knew it and the king, not the king, God, even now, even I'm doing it, the wizard, uh, had to like memorize it, but I think she already knew it for sure. Well, I think what it is, is the director's like, you guys should have a handshake because you're friends. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be the Lindsay Lohan. Like they started for a second. They're like, well, let's just do the Lindsay Lohan one. Exactly. Then the wizard does sleight of hand magic and I can't stand it. And I, I need the script because I can't understand a word of what is being said here we get also at one twenty nine thirty a ver we get a return of the handshake but also uh what's up <laughs> okay i must have missed that let's see handshake again uh, and they're doing the whole thing the audience is silent here we go oh they're doing the whole damn thing again what's up and then, and then the, 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 yeah, okay, we get what's up, the, uh, what's her face, Minstrel wants to be in it so badly. So badly. <laughs> the Minstrel just... also, yeah, tried to be, like, in this friend group of, like, the Jester and the Wizard in, like, outside of the show, and they were like, sorry. I'll Honestly, the, char- the character of the Minstrel is very relatable in that she's someone 
who spends a lot of time trying to convince people that they are all friends with each other where it's like <laughs> so we're true. friends right like this is a this is a great friend we're friends like, i love this friend group <laughs> i love this group core three like she's core always three. saying core, core three. three to any group that's on stage she's like des- she has like eight different group yeah. texts that she's working um, at and this any- is the minstrel we're talking about not the character not the actress no um, not the actress this is the minstrel uh, so yeah, then also here's a here was a question that um, Daniela posed, which is that was the jester, and this was before we knew the truth, but she said was the jester a, a consul, a senior who got the consolation jester, or a talented underclassman? Because I feel like really that was a good, good question. question. Yeah, that's always that's also a great question just for all of these shows yeah. of like, yeah. is this the consolation role or the surprise role? Like, yeah, the sophomore. And, and at that point, I had yeah. thought she was. I had guessed talented underclassmen, but now I can't remember if she was a senior or not. I can't remember either. I also thought talented underclassmen. Yeah, um, because she does, like, she has, like, probably more personality than, like, 95% of the people on stage. I could totally see why she got this role. I also think, like, she was really trying to steal the, the, the show so badly, and she, she, she was close. She didn't get there, though. I think the problem is you're trying to steal the show, but there's nothing there. There's like, nothing to not, steal. It's just yeah. not a show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you could you could be the best person in this show, and you're still not going to steal the show. Um, not at all. There also, this is where I clocked that there really were a fair amount of boy ensemble members, because this is, like, there's a big dance number, and the boy ensemble mm-hmm. kind of comes out. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're near, we're after this wholly unnecessary number, yeah. and we go to Yesterday I Loved You. Yes. I, you texted me asking, have you gotten to Yesterday I Love You yet? So I feel like you have very strong thoughts on this number. Well, it's less the number and more of the gaffe, what happens at, I I wrote what, you know what, just 136.40, just for my enjoyment, please. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, okay. <laughs> Can I set up the fact that I, I do ha- feel the need to say that I thought this was on purpose. So let me... I, well, and okay, this is... And I will also preface this by saying I had no... I had no uh, interest in the kid playing Prince Harry. Until this what moment. happens here and how... And what he does right after it. Absolute king, number one, golden I, guy. Here's the thing, though. At, I'll play it and then I'll, I'll play it because it's important to play. And then I'll say what I have to say. i think okay the reason i thought it was on purpose is because it's so graceful for the listening audience he walks down there's a staircase this is also what i did in the when i was watching i was like i need to go back and, and you know this has to be the thumbnail <laughs> Like, my question genuinely is, did he do that, like, on purpose as, like, because, like, he rolled out, okay, can we, we need to just say what happens here. He walks down two steps and then <laughs> rolls down the just rest. Eat shit, falls down the stairs. <laughs> but then he literally, I think he must do, like, parkour because he rolled out of it and started, like, he fell so safely 
it's like he must be like a rock like he's something that taught him how to fall safely the only reason i figured it had to have been an accident was he stopped singing and his glasses fall off and then he immediately pops up puts his glasses on and starts singing i'm like holy shit you're a pro he is a king he like i mean this is a guy who i am i am doubting this whole performance and then he fully collapses to yeah. the ground and yeah. gets up with missing maybe one beat but like no literally more. a word let's just hear one more time just to see i only went back five seconds he's by the time i'm he's up it's less than five seconds here we go <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. He's like smiling and no one in the audience gasps. Like, that's why I'm questioning if this was choreographed or not. Because the next line is now I see and it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can't. That's why I like I was like 50 50 on whether this was choreographed or not. Well, she also. Well, two things happen. Okay. She is laughing. Like, she's having <laughs> Wait, real trouble. Lady Larkin has real trouble containing herself for the rest of this performance. I it's, did not it's, a, it's subtle, but she was, you can see she's fighting the urge. So that's a problem. <laughs> and then in the director's 20 minute speech, he goes, he refers to how multiple people have fallen. Right, because and- that's what troubled me was that he said, I thought that this guy, whoever the, he said the kid's name, wasn't going to, he took a huge spill. And then the king comes out and is as the person who took the huge spill. So that's why I was like, maybe it is choreographed because that means that not only did this kid, Prince Harry, fall, but the king also fell. Because <laughs> it's the worst. Like I, I'm in awe of the set, as I've said, but it is not a safe set. Like, but again, this is there was this is a way higher ledge than last week with company. And last week we had a broken leg. This week we have a kid tumbling down the stage. <laughs> well, what the director said was he was like, "This next senior took a spill last night. Yes, and we also saw someone do that tonight." Oh. And then, oh. he, and then the kids in the the kids in the cast who were like, I mean, we got to get to the director's yeah, speech, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but that is its own thing. Yeah. But the kids are like, the kids are like, he did that as a joke, but it was unclear whether they were referring to him oh. or they were referring to the king. The night I before. think they, I thought they were referring to him because it was so perfect. I need, I would love, please comment on the YouTube video, send us, send us a message, comment on this Instagram post that I'm going to make. Do you think, because I'll make a poll, do you think this was on purpose or do you think this was an accident? Because it is so perfectly executed that if it is an accident, I'm like, you need to be doing like stunts. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. If, if this was an accident, <laughs> like this is the one of the most graceful yeah. falls i've ever if you know anyone who went to roselle park if you know anyone who knows anyone <laughs> yeah please high school, get us in touch and we'll do the rest of the work ourselves yeah but like we gotta get to the bottom of this we need to know okay nightingale butterfly uh not nightingale butterfly nightingale lullaby i don't know why i said butterfly um then the okay so then, then the nightingale comes in in a large whisk that's the only way to describe the cage that she comes in on is whisk-like. We are also about to see a senior girl, and no pun intended, doing her swan song. because Literally. This is, this is her. She wasn't Winifred. She no. loves this theater department. And this is her last chance. And if we're talking Jersey girls, this is a Jersey girl. This is I mean, a Jersey girl. Um, this is a girl from New Jersey. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I remember in my, so the Nightingale is like really showing leg, but I remember that in my production, the Nightingale was also showing leg. So maybe that's like a common costuming choice of making the Nightingale like a little sexy, which feels kind of weird. It's a sexual bird. Yeah, I was writing yeah. like it's. Also, then I said Nightingale is showing leg and then Daniela said she's Jewish. No context provided, just she's Jewish. And I was like, okay, let's, I guess I let's watch for this. This is a real, I couldn't tell Italian or Jewish, but it's one of the two. It's, it is, one, and they are basically the same thing. Right. Also, then the child in the audience comes back, who I think was provoked by the Nightingale's singing slash screaming, and sort of joins in the chorus. So let's, <laughs> let's hear that. You can hear the baby in the background. <laughs> like the baby is harmonizing. It's like, yeah. I'm just thinking of this number. It was so... It's not a number. It's just like, ah! Like, it's not a number. Right. <laughs> the the children, the only thing the children in the audience laughed at, which again, I think there were probably a lot of kids in the audience because this is a super kid-friendly show, even though it's like very horny, but like, it, that's subtext. So it is a very kid-friendly show. Right. The, the Princess Winifred is like trying to get comfortable on the bed and she does like a lot of like very heightened movements like of slamming her head down and the kids are losing their mind at that it's a joke that well yeah i, I did have a question of so at this point yeah. in the show is that this is the famous sleeping this is her yes, trying to sleep the famous sleeping yeah. now i understand why she can't that she can't sleep because yeah. of the pee however no it's not just the pee it's you what? didn't get <laughs> it's not this is like a huge <laughs> did you really not get this <laughs> Well, because, I mean, maybe this goes with my question, which okay. is, why is she butt up? Like, why is she sleeping? Like, I was saying, I get that- this is how I slept, like, when I was, like, a baby. Like, I remember my, like, there's photos of me as a baby with my ass in the air. So it's, like, it's very, like, childlike, I think. I was like, I get that you can't sleep, but, like, why is that, <laughs> why does this position? So the, so to give a, a little context, the, the reason the whole scene happens with, the jester and the minstrel and the wizard is that the jester and the minstrel are trying to get from the wizard what the plan is for Winifred to be like how they're going to test Winifred and they mm-hmm. get that the pr- the queen is going to put a pea under her mattress so they decide together which I don't know if you know this yet like in the context of the show or if it only is revealed after but again I don't think you saw the reveal or understood the reveal so it's not helpful they put jousting equipment in the bed so that she can oh. sleep. <laughs> like, they put full, under each layer, they put, like, hard jousting equipment. Oh. So you didn't get that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Because there is a moment right at the finale where, and in my production, we made sure to really emphasize this, but they're passing jousting equipment out of the bed to show that under the bed there was equipment. Yeah, I was just like, what's going on? I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, okay, then the finale, this is, un, un, this happens for like 30 seconds and then we, this goes away. And also, oh, to just shout out the bed, it looks great. I really like the that's, way they did the bed. That's what I'm saying, insurance. And I think that I've thought about that, the insurance thing means like shtick. Like it, yes, like, yeah, there's still a shtick, shtick, yeah. A girl dressed as a bird is shtick. Yeah. A king who can't talk is shtick. Yes. That's the kind of insurance that company is never going to give no. you. No. Oh, also the mattress, like the, the different fabrics between them all look great. And we Beautiful. found out that this happened, according to the director, 
hours before the show was mounted. <laughs> um, so then, okay, so then the prince comes on and he goes, he goes, Mama, where was it? When was it? And it's really giving like what we always would joke about, like, where am I? Why am I? When am I? Like, he's like really just like so confused. I'll just play that. The test is over, darling boy. But, Mama, when was it? What was it? It was last night. <laughs> Mama, when was it? What was it? Where was it? Oh, also, this is another moment where I could not tell who was talking if it was someone on stage or in the audience but Winifred comes on she's counting sheep because she couldn't sleep I thought that was someone just talking in the audience but <laughs> she's talking loud um, audience quiet cast and then uh yeah and then I said then Winifred says to the prince again we can't hear her say this I, I just picked it up because I knew some of the dialogue she goes I have a feeling we're not gonna want to live with her and like that's like a really key moment it's like all right like let's ditch the queens we can't hear it then every floppy really just appears because then the curse comes full circle and the son the prince screams shut up to the mom and that I guess breaks the curse on the king and causes the queen to not be able to talk did you get any of this yes i got i got that i got that the curse was switched okay yes and then and then it's but then we don't get in in a good production not of this show i mean like if this had been workshopped more this musical in the 1960s the king would get a song here or like something before like this would have happened maybe like a little bit before the end and then the king could maybe help out with the foiling of the queen but this just happens like two minutes before the show ends yeah and and probably also if it's the sixth you do some joke of it where it's like the king is a very big man who has like a super high soprano voice yes it would definitely or yeah some kind of you know definitely then also oh my god the last note of the show or like one of the last notes sounded really good the ensemble hit a note and i was like I was clapping, I was screaming, I was standing up because it was the one time the ensemble actually hit a note, which not to say they never hit one. I just, it was so neutral. I just didn't notice them do anything before that. They were stage dressing in the way that people call it. Like, it yes. was stage dressing. Tr- truly. Okay, here, let's, so it's, this is, listen for when they sing Genuine Princess. Here, here we go. Okay. <sighs> Like, oh my god, guys, good job. <laughs> I mean, look, you gotta literally end on a good end on a high note. Yeah, like they and they probably like rehearse that forever, because it's like the last note of the show. Oftentimes in the rehearsal process, which we've never really gotten into, but yeah. I feel like like in general, in the rehearsal process, first week is when you're doing some group number. For like sure. You start with yes. like the everyone yeah. number. And that's often the last one. It's often the first one or it's the one that closes act one. Yes. So this could have been the song that they've been working on the For longest. the whole time, for like months. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. And we know that the rehearsal process was at least longer than a month, probably significantly because of something that comes in later. Also, I did not see this staging happen and I knew that it was supposed to happen, but now I see that it did, but in a the way you would not understand that. So the concept is, so the jousting equipment comes out. We didn't play that. You didn't see it. Whatever. It's Then, so she can't sleep. She's still fine, trying to get comfortable. Prince Dauntless pulls out the actual pee, and she falls asleep. So it's showing, you know, she didn't even need the jousting equipment. She really is a genuine princess. But you don't right. see that happen. Then uh, 
we get bows. And I was like, oh, I guess the bows will go on for 20 minutes because there were still at this point 30 minutes left of the show. Right. The video was strange. It was two hours and six minutes total, but by 1.48, we're done with the show. So that's always exciting. If you're Always exciting. I mean, it's a gift. It is a gift. So then the maids come on, they bow. They're the unsung heroes of the entire show. Then the je- the only notable thing is that Jester does a little bellhop. thought that was cute. Um, then there's a crazy iMovie transition that leads into the director's speech. I said, yeah, I said, swirl <laughs> cut into. Yeah, let's see. So they, yeah. Wee! Okay. <laughs> I, I'm turned around. I was in a cyclone, and now I'm here, and the director is on stage. The senior girls are already sobbing. People behind the director are absolutely losing their mind. Um, and let's get let's director get into is, the director's speech. Yeah, director is dressed in all black with a black undershirt. Um, yeah, so the director proceeds to give, and this is not this never happened at my school, and I've never seen it before. He's giving it's the last night, and he's going to honor uh, the the staff that's been involved with the show, which we have seen a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But then he's going to call out all the seniors. And I think that's, I think if that's a tradition at your school, that's really nice because you know, at the end of my senior show, I'm get, no matter what, I'm getting my flowers. Literally, like they hand out flowers to all the seniors, which I think is really nice, especially considering the fact that the audience already doesn't consider this a musical. 20 extra minutes of their kids standing on stage aren't really going to bother them. They literally are viewing it as the same thing as what they, like, right. They no were like, difference. this is a continuation of what I just saw. I'm just celebrating right. my child right now. So yeah, the, the seniors are all crying. We acknowledge, you can really tell who, which staff members the um, cast really liked based on how much they clapped for them and which they were sort of very neutral about. The one who was like an English teacher who did the sets or, like, yeah. sh- people were, like, losing their mind for her. Absolutely. And then some, like, new... Oh, Doug Panetta. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Doug Panetta. It's a new guy. Okay, yeah. So then then he announces, the director announces, that there have been pro-musicians that they brought on, which I really think it was sort of, like, it must have been, like, a mentorship program. Like, they had to have been, like, barely playing in the show. That was my thought. Like... Uh, that was or my charitable musicians thought. means something else yeah and then i mean a lot of it seemed like people who came back from they had been at the high school and they wanted to be involved which let's get into it that there was someone on stage who was a former student yeah uh if you could we actually have not talked about him a lot but no. if you can guess at home who it was <laughs> we'll give you 10 seconds and that's a really long time so just guess right now and it is the wizard did you guess you might have <laughs> um apparently let's play that moment where he says that a former student had to jump in which this is this was my question so he says a former student jumps in i'll just play that and then and then i'll and then i'll ask my question okay oh i should mention yes i should mention uh we we had a another former student um who Another former student who was able to jump into the role of the wizard about a month ago. So I have a few questions. First of all, how far out of high school is he? Probably not that far, I don't think. Is it a gap year? Yeah. Or, is, or did he graduate college and right. he has not made that transition? And that would be weird. That's really fucking weird. Then also, my other question was, why not just 
give the role to a boy in the show or a girl for that matter because it's not like this role this character doesn't sing like that could have been anyone and they had to pull an outside resource that seems like such a slap in the face to some of these senior girls who had to be maids oh absolutely and trust me i bet some of them were plotting that when they heard oh yeah it's there's no singing, there's no there's a little bit of acting and also this is a huge ensemble and they're not even using everyone. You could also have the person do the wizard and then still do the ensemble. Absolutely, stuff absolutely you could. It would not they didn't if they wanted to keep filling out the ensemble, they didn't want to change the numbers. Fine. Just stick them back in. Speaking they literally of, don't overlap. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, we have 15940 sort of something a sort of call out to that idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a student play a male and a female both in one show, so... First of all, they're going to Bryn Mawr. That's what Danielle said. <laughs> but... <laughs> second of all, like, it's A, so funny that, like, this was called out so specifically, because there's always, like, people in the shows who play, like... It, it, especially if they're, like, girls. I'm putting girls in quotations for... Because right. we, don't, we don't know where this person is right now. Right, but, um, right. But, like... It's there's always someone who's constantly being put in a male role as a like a, someone who's like a girl or they're being they're doing multiple roles. So I mean, and you didn't see like what he does when the director says male and female role, but he's like sort of sort of cheesing, does a little like not dab, proto dab maybe because I don't think dabs were really a thing yet. Yeah, it was very beta <laughs> testing dab. Yes, and so I thought that was funny too because it's like that's such a we we hadn't had such a quintessential high school thing yet of really showcasing. Also, I didn't notice when maybe it was a maid. Like I didn't notice when. Anything, because no uh, again, you don't see the ensemble really on the stage except swaying in the same costume. <laughs> then, okay, we, I mean, then we get to the most important part. Yeah, I mean, so we're, so we're we're at generally we have our senior goodbyes, yeah. which is what yeah. we're in right now. Um, one thing that I pointed out is that not once but twice does the director have to clarify that the names he is reading are only in the order that they appear in the show? Right, right, right. Not by importance at all. It's not by importance, and it's also not by how much he likes them. No, And he makes no. that so painfully clear in the way that, like, of course this has been a conversation that, yeah. like... Also, he he's questioning how to pronounce the some of the stage crew's names. It's like King. If you are the director, you better know how to. You better ask at least. Hey, ha, ask someone else. Hey, how do you say this person's last name? Because that is a fucking bad look. If you are working with stage crew as a director to not know their last name. Second of all, he even some of the he's like, and then it's like like someone you know this person obviously not going to say the names last show or like first and last show as a senior, and he's like, woo, let's go, and it's like he barely says the name right. Oh my Oh my god and then something i thought was so interesting was that uh, some someone who was the sound person she was a senior and she for three years had done the show and then decided to do sound which it sounded like was a real loss and that maybe he had planned a role for her and then she did he sound was pissed about it yes like he, he was, was like he are was, you kidding me <laughs> he was dumping on sound yeah yeah which i i mean the sound was fine like I mean, we couldn't really hear them, but nothing went so wrong. So I hope that maybe this girl switches back to theater because it sounds like she was really missed on stage. Her presence was was missed. <laughs> she was like, I don't know why anyone would want to go yeah. to sound. But <laughs> no, yeah, <okay."> literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I did sound because I didn't have the chops to do actual college theater. But if I had <laughs> the actual chops, I would have for sure been in the show. 
uh he also so many of these kids are shy like he kept being like yes. this person said they didn't want to come out. I know. it's like you not accept you, a flower and also yeah you were you're gonna accept a flower and you were just on stage like you're it's okay <laughs> um then okay then we have of course him talking about the falls um should i just play that let's play yeah fall okay. gate i don't know how this guy's still walking um <laughs> tonight um but last night took the spill of a lifetime i i it popped up like nothing even happened literally fell off the top in a in a roll and popped up oh you practice that okay yeah okay he just says, felt it. he's like no he doesn't care about it. he's like i tonight done yeah but actually took a spill and then they're like no this was a joke you know what I found interesting was none of the uh, guys who were seniors were the two leads. The two leads were not, the two male leads were not seniors. I found that interesting too, but it seemed like maybe a lot of the seniors seemed like guys, they were all like fully in the ensemble and they seemed like guys who were doing this like to do like something with their friends to just hang out. Like right. that's totally fair. And I think like, I, it didn't seem like any of them were necessarily upset that they weren't leads. Like they were all just seemed like, they were like good sports. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I think that it was, yeah, it's just, this was not a year for the guys. This was not a year for the guys. This show, I mean, this show doesn't really have any leads at all, because there's no one who stands out in any way. And there's no show. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I also, my final note on the senior goodbyes was the director okay. started by saying, I mean, he said, he started by saying, I'm going to try not to get choked up here. And then proceeded to give a fully emotionless presentation. <laughs> he he of could the not flowers. have been less choked up. Yeah, he tried really hard not to cheat. I, I'll I'll give him that. Yeah, I I think like it. Yeah, it just it, this felt so. This show as a whole just felt so like classic theater. It wasn't the same as with like Music Man, where no one wanted to be there. I think a lot of them wanted to be there. They seemed like a sort of tight knit community. This director speech, I think, showed that. I really liked the just the the vibe of it felt so high school theater and i just i like this is this is what this is the kind of show we want to talk about on here because it's like no again i don't think anyone here is necessarily doing professional musical theater now they might be and if they are they probably have like done a lot of training in the interim because it's been you know close to 10 years at this point it was i texted jake this was a real it was a return to form show for this podcast i don't think we've seen since godspell such a quintessentially high school performance of anything. Exactly. I would have loved to see this group do a, any other show because I <laughs> yes. just I just don't like right. the show. Right. It's not on them that the whole time I was watching, I was wishing it would end because I do think if they were doing a show I genuinely liked, I would have been much more engaged with their performances, much more, you know, I could have thought, I could have had deeper thoughts than just like, oh, the show is such a fucking drag. Like, as would yeah. they, I think, as well. Like, I'm I think sure. They no one, also... I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who's done Once Upon a Mattress who was like, oh my god, this is like my favorite show. It's like, Once Upon a Mattress is no one's favorite show. No, it is just a utility show with a lot of insurance or with yes. some insurance. Some amount like... of insurance, yeah. And, you know, it's a quintessential one, so I'm glad we covered it. Me but too. Both... I'm sorry that this was the first maybe potentially the first time you've ever seen this show because you didn't understand it <laughs> i'd have to i think this was the first stage performance i'd okay seen. okay or it's like i saw it maybe when i was like 
four years old at a community <laughs> theater. So I wasn't sure. making memories at that point. And if you had, this would not have stayed in the in the old memory dome. I also just have no taste for medieval royal anything. That's exactly what Daniela was saying. She was like, she literally said, you know this about me. I hate medieval stuff. And I was like, well, I actually didn't know this about you, but I guess I do now. I will say, though, as if you can see over here, there is a picture of me, uh, Aaron it's, and Amelia at medieval times. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I see. I do see that now. <laughs> right by, oh, oh, what do we have right there? Oh, almost flying. Okay. Yeah, I haven't plugged any of my books on this podcast, but I have to imagine that if you're listening to this, you know I have books out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the show other than that. I wish the Roselle High School theater program from 2015 the best of luck with all their future endeavors. I hope that um, some of them have continued doing creative things, maybe not necessarily yeah. theater. Um, singing. I do hope some of them kept singing. Sure, sure. Maybe acapella, sure. something maybe like that. Maybe acapella, for sure. Acapella. I mean, I'll say the in my show, and I have a really hard time separating the prince from this show and the prince from my show because to me they're the same person. My, my prince... Uh, went on to do college acapella uh, in a major way. So this just feels right. Well, <laughs> glad to have checked this off the box. Absolutely. This is a classic high school show. Yeah. When we come back, something new. Something something new. Why does it sound like we're just taking a break? Every When you're not listening to Hell Week, it's a break. It's like we're on an ad break. And then when you come back for the two to, you know, six hours of your week that you spend listening to Hell Week, that's that's your real life. The rest I'd of it's imagine, just an ad break. I'd imagine people are listening to this at like 0. 0.75 speed, just so they don't lose <laughs> anything. I, if you are, write in. I hope you're listening at two times speed. I think that's definitely the best way to be listening to it. But uh, pick your poison. Welcome to hell. 